0: friend. Welcome to Pink Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Clayton. This is the show where we talk about working moms, women, and all things girl power. Hi, welcome to episode four. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that means a lot to me, and that is postpartum depression. It's something I've struggled with, and I know a number of people who have, And I really feel like as women, we need to talk about it more. I'll have an interview ready for you next episode, but today, let's jump in on this topic. I know it's kind of a taboo topic, but I feel like over the last number of years, we've gotten better in our culture at talking about it because so many of us moms struggle with it and we need to know we're not alone. After my second was born, I really got stuck in the postpartum depression hole. It was a dark time for me. My husband was gone a ton with work. He was going to grad school and he had a big job in the church. And um, I felt like, especially at night, just completely alone. I'd been home all day with the kids and I was screaming and yelling at my oldest. I was trying to feed a baby and um, I just felt completely isolated and alone. I was also struggling with the fact that I missed having a career as a teacher, but I couldn't leave home. I just felt completely trapped. And finally, my dad convinced me to go see a therapist. He's a therapist, so he had been trying, I think, for years to convince me. And finally, I went. And one of the exercises we did was pretty powerful. She had me kind of go into a meditative state and... um Kind of visualize some things in my mind, and at one point in the therapy, I felt like someone took my ankles and just started spinning me around and around, and it was actually a really scary experience. It was like my subconscious mind was trying to tell me I was getting too close to something super personal and something that was buried deep, and um, I felt I felt really disoriented and out of control, and. Those of you who know me know, I do not like feeling out of control. (laughs) Those of us with type A personality don't like that feeling. So it was kind of frightening. And um, I talked through it a bit with the therapist and then I tried again. And the same thing happened when she went through a similar exercise. And um, I was just completely perplexed. And my dad finally convinced me to get some help with some medication I was really resistant. I didn't kind of want to be a statistic. Um, in Utah, we have a high number of women who are on antidepressants. And um, I don't know if it's our culture. We have this perfectionist culture with our religion or if... I don't know what it is, but it's a problem. <laughs> and um, But finally, I realized after kind of that scare that I just needed something extra to help me. And so I started making some calls and looking into psychiatrists who could prescribe me some medication and found that the waiting lists were so long, like months and months out. And after I'd finally made the decision, I needed to get on something soon, um, but couldn't get in. And after talking to my awesome midwife at the hospital, she was able to prescribe me something that really helped a ton and just kind of took the edge off of things. I was able to start thinking more clearly and see some of my triggers and just understand more why I was getting angry and why I was scared. And I know I will probably always struggle with anxiety and probably always need to be on medication, but that's okay because for me, I'm happier and I'm grateful for the help. But I totally understand what it's like to be scared to do that and to be scared to be a statistic and to ask for help. Um, I really remember feeling darkness um, it's just almost like this dark cloud, and as I started reaching out for help and getting some assistance, it was like the darkness didn't completely go away. It just kind of lifted, and I could see more light and feel more light, and I just want to encourage any moms who are listening to this to reach out for help. You are not alone. Um, we're really good as women at pretending to be where the the pretending to be okay. Um, We put on a really good face, we're juggling all the balls, we're running around frantically trying to do all the things, but so many of us are struggling with mental illness and it's okay and it's okay to talk about our stories and to know that we can support each other. So please know that there's hope and healing ahead reach out. Um, every medication is not for everyone. The same dose is not right for everyone. The same th- type of therapy is not the best for everyone. And um, you may need to be on medication for a short time or a long time or possibly for the rest of your life. And that's okay. You may Talk therapy may work for you. It may not. You might need a type of meditative therapy or acupuncture or something non-traditional, and that's okay too. Um, It's okay to admit that we need help and we can't do it all. As I started to think more clearly, I was able to see that I had this pattern of anxiety throughout my life, but I hadn't been able to name it. I had seen why I got super stressed at college and why serving as a missionary for my church was downright the hardest thing i'd ever done. I could see why certain things made me afraid, and why crowded Walmart and other stores sent me into a tailspin um, suddenly i'd been able to I was able to see a pattern and why humor helped me, and why I needed time alone, even though I was an extrovert. And why I would run from scary things by binge-watching Netflix, which isn't bad. (laughs) But how I was doing it all the time. And why I was afraid. Um, It didn't always make sense. But just being able to see why was so empowering. I didn't feel as crazy. Mind you, I am a little crazy. And it's okay. (laughs) But to just be able to feel like I had labels for things I was feeling was so good for me and um, you know I will always struggle with anxiety but I've been able to find a few things that really help me and I'm still working through it a lot something for me that really helps is working and um, I know that is a really sensitive topic for moms work to work or to stay home to work from home or work away from home to put our kids in daycare or to keep them home with us It's just such a personal thing and it's so easy for us to judge and say we're not as good as moms if we don't do it this certain way. And our culture has changed. Our society has changed. It used to be so definite what our roles were as husbands and wives, as moms and dads, even as men and women. And the boundaries are changing. The roles are changing and it's good and it's okay. Um, It's okay to be non-traditional it's okay to want to work. It's okay to not want to work. It's okay to want to have work and home balance. Um, for me, I ended up starting my own company, which has really helped me to be able to stay home and have an outlet, but still be with my kids. I have other friends who do better when they work away from home, and they're better moms when they come home to their kids. And still, I have other friends who, who do better when they are home all day and they love that time and that freedom that they find at home. And that's okay. Not one type of mom is right or perfect. And something my husband often reminded me of as I was struggling is you are the perfect mom for our kids and no one can replace you. Now, I'm still trying to convince myself that's true, but I think he's right. You know, I'm not the best at doing my dishes. In fact, I'm downright terrible. But I'm really good at getting my kids ready for crazy hair day. I love the colors. I love to give them funky outfits. And I just, it brings me so much joy. And it's okay to not be great at everything, especially as a woman. We've got to start admitting that some things are our jam and some things aren't. Um... And just embracing what we are good at and realizing it's just what our kids need. My kids are going to know how to dye their hair their whole lives now. They're going to know how to have an awesome outfit and the best costumes (laughs) for Star Wars Day. But they might struggle to do the dishes. It's okay, though. They know how to do them. They just might take after me and never do them. But that's okay. I can't beat myself up over it. Trust me. I've spent years doing that. And I'm tired of it. I've got to stop those tapes in my head and focus on the things I'm great at and not judge others if they're not great at certain things. Um, I think the more we share our stories and work together and meet new people and become friends, especially with other women, the more we can help each other feel normal and loved. And um, Something that really helped me As I was struggling so much with feeling isolated, were play dates. And they were just a tiny thing, maybe once a week, just getting together with another mom. But it was something that I looked forward to and that really helped. I know other moms who something that helps them is having a great book to read. Um, Some go out to networking events, others take vacations alone without kids. I think that's awesome. And I think it's awesome that we're learning better coping strategies, that we're learning that there are therapists and doctors out there to help us. And we're learning to tell our husbands more, I can't do it, or I need your help, or I'm leaving the house and the kids are yours. Gone are the days where dads never changed diapers and moms always stayed barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. We are shaping as a society, and I think it's for the good um, when it comes to women and men's roles. So if you're wondering where to turn, explore some different options. Don't be afraid of stigma. Realize that you're going to be a better mom and a better person when you take care of yourself, and that's something my own mom taught me. She always taught me to do something for myself every day, and As she was doing her crafts, which she loved to do, I saw how happy she was and that she could be a better mom for us when she did something good for herself that brought her joy. What brings you joy? What makes your soul soar? I know it sounds cheesy, but there are things that make you unique to you and make you the best mom for your kids. Nobody's perfect and it's okay. So I would love to hear your thoughts. What brings you joy and what helps you cope with being a wife and a mom and a woman? I'd love to hear. Email me at pinkgirlmedia at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. One last quick story to share. Right before I got on medication, I was in a really bad car accident and it was my fault. I didn't see a red light. I don't know how it happened and to this day, I cannot figure it out. All I know is witnesses said I ran a red light. I do remember that I was super stressed. I was having a panic attack but didn't realize it. I was running late from Target to pick up my other daughter. I had my baby in the car and totally totaled our car. Other kids were involved in the accident and it's a miracle that no one got hurt. I could have killed somebody and it was a huge wake-up call. I went through a little bit of PTSD during that time, but I think in a way it was a call for me to really stop and slow down. I'm definitely one of those people that feels like the longer my to-do list, the more productive I'm being, but I've had to learn, and I'm still struggling with this and working through it, that sometimes the best thing to do is slow down and pay attention to turn off some of those voices in my head and stop thinking about all the things at once. Um, as women, we're trying to always do it all. And sometimes that can be good because we get a ton done. But sometimes we miss out on those great daily experiences because we're so worried about other people and getting it all done. I realized after that accident that I hadn't really looked at my kids in a while. Like really looked at them. Yeah, I'd hustled about the door and I'd made sure they had clothes on. And I'd done their hair and I kept them fed, but I hadn't really watched them play for a while or looked them in the eyes. And there was something about that really scary accident that made me realize, whoa, I was doing way too much and I needed to stop. In our last episode, we talked about Brandy once she started taking things off her plate and slowing down her body actually reacted negatively and she started having panic attacks it was like her body had told her no i'm used to the fast pace and i'm not slowing down and it took a while for her to find her new groove that's okay too um it might be scary to let some things go it might be hard to say no to the extracurricular activity that keeps you away from home all the time It might be hard to have your kids be upset that they can't do every summer camp that they want to do. It might be hard to say no to PTA or to maybe turn down a project because I think we feel pressure. We feel like we can hold it all together, but we can't, and it's okay. So my encouragement to you is find what you're good at, embrace what you are good at, and take time to slow down. Reach out for help if you need help, and don't worry about the stigma. We're all just trying to do the best we can, and the more we help each other and share our stories, the better we can become. So I hope you have a great weekend, and like I said, feel free to reach out with your stories and your thoughts at pinkgirlmedia at gmail.com. Take care. for listening to Pink Girl Podcast. Join us next time.